All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Time now for Invest Wisely with Walt Sakira, who is with the AKW Group. He's the managing partner there with the offices in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. The next half hour, we'll be talking about, about the stock market, about how the AKW Group invests its clients' monies in individually owned stocks, in custom-made portfolios, just for, for them and, the, and their, their goals and their desires. If you have any questions about the market or about the AKW Group, you can call us at 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron, listening on WNR.com, toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, only on Wall Street can uh, good news uh, turn out to be bad news. And that seemed to be what happened this past week, even though they had good news about jobs and uh, other economic data, the, the investors consider that bad news. Yeah, Bob, the first the first week of June was a short one, uh, but it ended up being uh, long on disappointment. Uh, you know, we couldn't really build on the prior week's strong gains, and instead, you know, we kind of fell victim to more selling, uh, probably a byproduct of concerns, you know, about the economic outlook, the earnings outlook, uh, monetary policy outlook. Uh, oil prices had kind of a starring role in the week. Um, we saw that the EU chose to ban about 90% of the Russian crude import, uh, imports by year-end. Uh, we also saw OPEC, uh, you know, say they'd boost production, which seemed to be a positive. However, uh, we saw West Texas crude futures uh, kind of jump up at the end of the week, and now we're at $120 a barrel. Uh, hitting the highest uh, levels we've been since March, and I'm sure those oil prices are going to impact uh, consumers. We're going to see those bleed over to gas prices. Um, so we we have continued pressures out there that are definitely hitting the market. We also saw some leaders out there like Jamie Dime, Diamond and Elon Musk make some pretty negative uh, comments about the market. Uh, the Federal Reserve uh, continues. Uh, some of the Fed governors continue to have. Uh, very hawkish, you know, comments about their need to fight against inflation. And as you said, you know, the economic data supported maybe, you know, not that recessionary outlook with jobs and, and some other data that came in and saw some good earnings reports. But overall, we saw the market fall for the week. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average for the week uh, closed off about 313 points, off about 0.9%. A year to date, that Dow Jones is negative 9.5%. Uh, the S&P was off 49 points, 1.2%, sitting at the year negative 13.8. Uh, the NASDAQ, which has been under a lot of pressure for the year, off 118, another percent loss for the week, uh, sitting down 23.2%. And those small mid-cap stocks, as measured by the Russell 2000, were off about 4 points, 
3% for the week and sit down negative 16% uh, year to date. So, Bob, a lot of challenges here um, as we, uh, you know, head into June and, um, you know, a lot of work to be done as we look through the balance of the year. When you talk about uh, comments like the uh, J.P. Morgan CEO that we're headed for an economic hurricane, or like Elon Musk, who suddenly is uh, seemingly uh, backed off from being a super bold, a super bear, saying he had super bad feelings about the economy and uh, calling for a 10% reduction in his Tesla workforce. Now, this is not good things to hear for, for an investor. Does this really mean that things are going to be much worse than anybody thought of? Well, the, the bad news is, is starting to get baked in, Bob. And, I mean, again, it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy is, you know, people continue to brace for what we now expect to be the economic slowdown as companies start to change and uh, make changes. And when you see workforce reductions, again, what, what we said all along is our economy, you know, 70% of our economy is what consumers, what you, I, the listeners, our willingness to continue to live our lives with confidence, spend money, uh, go out in the economy and live. And when we start to get worried, you know, I mean, if you, if you see people losing jobs at these high-tech companies or Tesla, you know, you start to worry about your own job. Uh, you start to worry about finances a little bit. You're getting impacted by, again, higher prices and in a lot of ways. And you start to pull back and you start to maybe change those spending behaviors, and that's going to have a direct impact on the economy. So, It'll be interesting to see. Again, like you said, a lot of the economic data is not saying we're we're in a recession as of yet, but it sure seems like we're heading to one uh, pretty quickly here. Now, the Federal Reserve is fighting inflation. There are inflation vigilantes. Uh, the only way to know how to control the money supply to raise interest rates, which, of course, pours uh, water on the fire. And, but eventually, if they pour out too much water, the fire fire goes out. Is there any other way to fight inflation other than uh, essentially trying to cool the economy down to a point where it does uh, indeed uh, go cold? There is, Bob, and I think this is where the midterm elections help us. Um, you know, one one key way to battle inflation is to just reduce spending. You know, we've been on a spending free spree. Our government has been on a spending spree, of course, rightfully so, to help us through the pandemic, but you know, a lot of these programs that are entitlement programs and discretionary uh, spending programs are continuing to run at high levels. You know, we saw a big amount of student debt from a, a, a for-profit university be forgiven this last week. A lot of spending that's just adding to these budgetary concerns. Um, there's also ways, you know, to shift uh, some of those costs uh, if, if you look at shipping costs, you know, we are very much controlled by U.S. Uh, ports, by U.S. companies, uh, you know, going back to the Jones Act of the 1920s. Uh, we can definitely open it up. There's a lot of U.S. allies out there that could probably help us reduce shipping costs. Uh, we talk about energy. You know, we, we were very energy independent a few years ago. Again, the, the environmental and green initiatives uh, and the political kind of posturing has been to really rapidly change our energy dependence. And, uh, you know, if we, we change some of these policies, uh, it, it can really lighten some of this uh, inflationary pressure that we're seeing. So I think the midterm elections are going to have a lot of impact because they might set a different course for how things might be handled over the next three to five years, and that might bring some confidence back to investors. Now, Walt, you also have uh, two simple investment questions that anybody who owns stocks should be asking themselves right now. What are those two basic questions? Well, as 
you deal with all this volatility, Bob, and, and you're trying to think about what you do with your portfolio, I think you need to ask yourself the question of when do I need the money, you know, in, in my investment accounts, in my portfolio. Uh, don't make rapid changes just to change because of fear and emotion, as we've been talking about. But you, you definitely need to make sure that you have money available for living needs and for uh, you know, the cost of things that come up ahead of you in the next year or two. So check those liquidity concerns. And secondly, you know, I think the most important one is probably, you know, how much can you afford to see this volatility, uh, be, you know, both mentally and financially. You know, again, financially is one thing, but, um, you know, it does take a mental I- impact on a lot of people, and we, we don't want to see people making themselves sick or not losing sleep over their investments. So those are the questions you got to keep asking yourself as an investor. Talking to Walt Sakira on Invest Wisely, he's with the AKW Group here in Akron and taking any calls and questions you have about the market at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Time again for the Trends and Insights program of the show. Uh, part of the show, Walt uh, does a lot of research every single week and comes up with different uh, factoids and uh, uh, comments that have occurred in the past week that might uh, be worth considering as we look to the weeks ahead. One of them, one of the factoids is that retail inventories rose 26% in the first quarter over last year to some $45 billion. Now, what does that mean? Well, it, it means that, you know, a lot of retailers trying to get uh, product back on the shelves bought a lot of wrong things. So, again, we saw this with uh, Target and, and Walmart reports this last quarter that they, they kind of missed what, what people might be spending money on. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, it's kind of a, a quick movement to try to refill shelves and, and uh, you know, deal with supply chains. And now, we got a lot of inventory that's sitting around that's, you know, not going to move very quickly through the economy because people are really shifting their needs to more basic things that they need uh, in light of some of these higher prices. So uh, probably why we're seeing some shortages and simple things like in the grocery store, you know, a lot of shelves that are missing the, the infant nutritional issue that kind of hit uh, the, the, you know, the U.S. So, uh, it really means that, you know, we kind of missed the boat. And, and again, we continue to, to really struggle with supply chains out there, Bob. And the other uh, fact is that uh, about 20 million U.S. households uh, were late in February with the utility payments. That is double the pre-pandemic 2019 levels. Yeah, but when we look at all these little data things that come across my desk, and I mean, you know, you, you saw some good reports last week that said the economy's strong, but then you see a statistic like this. I mean, if people are falling behind on simple things like utility bills, it means they're feeling pressure, and uh, it's something we got to keep an eye on. And uh, Barron's uh, this past week was an article about wedding booms and baby busts. And as the article reported that weddings are doing quite well after the uh, pandemic, but the decision to have children now seems to be happening later in life for those wedded couples, if at all. It is, Bob. We we had a big backlog in weddings uh, because of the pandemic. A lot of people put them off. And this year, uh, we got a major wedding boom going on, 25% increase in weddings. Uh, you know, just uh, a lot of weddings going on out there. My daughter is getting married this year, so I'm sharing in this boom uh, this year. But we are also seeing, you know, like you said, those fertility rates continue to drop. Um, you know, back in 2008, 2009, we kind of hit a low uh, with about our fertility rate, about 56 of every 1,000 women, um, you know, getting pregnant. Uh, if you go back to the 80s, it vacillated between 60 to 69 out of every 1,000 women. 
Uh, you go back to World War II, we kind of had the baby boom. I was around 106. And, again, we're at low levels now. We're at that 50, you know, 56 and, and kind of going lower, trending lower. So um, not having enough births really puts a lot of uh, stress on an economy. We see China struggling uh, because of their one, you know, one baby policy for years. They're struggling with economic issues. Japan, of course, had a baby bust and, and really struggled for many, many years with their economy. So, uh, this is a big, you know, you, you need new people coming in, you need babies, you need you need young adults, you need people to work their way up to take the jobs that older people are, you know, kind of giving up. And as we talk about those baby boomers, you know, 10,000 baby boomers a day calling it quits. We we talk about the, you know, the great resignation that happened through this pandemic. And, you know, there's a lot of needs. So it's, it's a very interesting, uh, you know, dynamic to, to kind of pay attention to. Once again, we are talking to Walt Secure here on Invest Wisely, and a reminder that our Invest Wisely program is a podcast every single week on the major platforms like Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. So if you miss the show or don't get up quite as early on a Sunday morning every single Sunday, you can always catch the show again by Tuesday on those popular platforms. The show, once more, is called Invest Wisely with Walt Secura. And so all you have to do is look it up on those podcast sites and you can hear the whole thing as often as you want to. Uh, let's talk about stocks right now, stock talk in the program. Uh, Walt, of course, has been working over 30 years in the in the market areas. He's seen a lot of things happen, including what's happening right now. So he's got a pretty good idea of what's, what's out there and has access to a lot of information. So if you are considering uh, getting into the market now, uh, maybe you're considering getting out, a particular stock issue that you'd like to know more about, whether you should sell it now or, or you should hold on to it or maybe buy buy more. Uh, let's talk about that. Stock Talk. Give us a call, 330-673-1234, to talk directly now to Walt Secura of the AKW Group and ask him about the stocks that are interesting you out there. 330-673-1234. And once more, on WNR.com, out of the area, 800 6694 100. So, well, let me ask you, have you been making a lot of changes in your portfolios in this uh, changing market? Are you selling and buying, considering all this volatility? Bob, we really slowed down. Um, you know, and I, I, I've been given the analogy of why we slowed down our buying and selling. Is, I don't know if you've ever been in a, a store with your wife and, you know, you, you kind of go different directions and then all of a sudden you're kind of, you know, you're looking and, and you're moving and you probably figure your spouse is moving and you keep moving around and, uh, you know, you just kind of get more frustrated and more upset as you're moving because you can't, you don't have a sight line. You don't know really where you're going. And, uh, you know, as you're moving, other things are moving and she's moving at the same time. So sometimes the best thing to do is you stop at the front of the store and you plant your feet and you wait until you get that sight line back. And that's kind of what we've been doing with the portfolios. You know, we think we got a lot of good ideas. Uh, we think we're in a lot of great stocks. And we're just got our feet planted right now, and we're trying to get that sight line back to see, you know, where we want to head. You know, what changes really need to be made as we go forward. So, it's been a, it's been a little bit of a time for us to, to just slow down and, you know, let things kind of unfold a little bit. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure on WNIR. Go ahead, you're on the air. <clears throat> oh, hello. That was fast. Hello. Go ahead, you're on the air. Sure. Um, uh, good morning. Uh, a uh, I wasn't quite ready for the call. Sorry. Um, uh, I, uh, I uh, I'm 61 years old. I I have no money in stocks. Uh, uh, it's uh, I have some money, so I just did in a checking account over you know like fifty thousand dollars. Is doing nothing. And I was just uh, wondering what I should do. I 
I'm not working, but I, I had a uh, I had a little inheritance recently, and that I that's why I have such uh, some money to you know it's doing nothing. I just wonder what I what would be good advice to do with what I have. Sure. Well, I think the most important thing is sit down and come up with a plan. Um, you know, when you come into some new funds like that, I mean, you got to, first of all, feel if you're, you're a saver or an investor. If you're an investor, then, you know, sitting with someone that can, you know, kind of talk to you about all the different options that you have, look at your risk tolerance, um, figure out the best places to go. Um, so I think, it, it, you know, for you, it'd probably start with somebody to do a little consultation and, and uh, there's a lot of great opportunities out there right now. As we talked about in the show, you know, a lot of things have fallen like stocks. And, um, you know, if that's something to consider at this point in your in your situation, which would yeah, have to be determined, it might be a good idea. Yeah, I, have, uh, I, uh, I was in the market back in the uh, dot-com bubble, and I, I made the big mistake, you know, they, the greed left me in, and I just kept losing money, losing money, and losing money, and then, uh, like a... Like a like a lot of people, I sold when it was its lowest and lost so much, you know. Right, right. Uh, kind of. I, 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 I'm not against investing at all. It was really exciting when I was, you know, making 500 percent a year on a, just a, a mutual fund. You know, it was great. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think all of it is, to, you know, a little bit of common sense, real yeah. realistic expectations, and like you said, you know, have somebody to help pay attention so that uh, those big losses don't happen. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't all at once. It was. It was just. It was steep, but it was. It was fast. It wasn't overnight, but it was. The greed that kept me in. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for calling three three zero six seven three one two three four. Stock talk here on Invest Wise Thing with Walt Secura of that AKW Group in Akron. You can call us outside the area if you want to use our toll free line at eight hundred six six nine four one hundred. You're on the air. Go ahead, please. Hi, good morning. Uh, Walt, I want to know uh, what what do you think of uh, McDonald's and Ecolab? Okay, yeah, I mean, McDonald's, we, we like long-term. I mean, again, I, they're, they're going to struggle like everyone else, but, you know, I think uh, when you think about where people need to spend money, you know, food is somewhere where people are going to spend, and uh, the value menus that they've always had, you know, seem to play well. Uh, so again, you know, it's, uh, I think that's a good company, good dividend, uh, you know, good to simple growth stock as, as we look forward. Um, Eco Labs is one that I haven't looked at in a while. I, you know, I know it runs across my screens at times. Um, but again, I, from, from what I know about Eco Labs, I mean, it, it, another good stock, um, it would just be taking a look at valuations and, uh, you know, see, see where the stock is headed. I think the last couple quarters just looking, Earnings have struggled a little bit the last two quarters, um, only up 4% in the December quarter, 1%. Uh, revenue still around 10 13%. So, again, uh, just, you know, check-in expectations. They're still trading at 37 times. Uh, so probably the reason it's not coming up on my screen seems like the valuation is held up, uh, even though maybe the, you know, some of the financial results have come down a little bit. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling on W1IR. Go ahead. You're on the air with Walt Secura. Morning. Uh, Walt, last week a young man called in about Zimit shipping, symbol Z-I-M, asked about the dividend, and you explained it to him. And uh, uh, that, that P.E. on that <clears throat> uh, this week is P.E. of 1 and 44% uh, dividend. And, uh, uh, and 
Did, have you done any research on that as far as, uh, has Baird done anything on that? It seems like it's too good to be true. Usually, uh, something like that, if it's too good to be true, you want to back off. But, uh, it looks like, uh, on my statement, the Israeli government takes 20% of the, uh, dividend as a foreign tax. Right. So that reduces that down, but still it's, uh, off the chart as far as, uh, it says expected annual dividend. $3,900 on 100 shares. So have you done any uh, homework on that at all? We have, yeah. We've, we've taken a hard look at it, Ken. As a matter of fact, we took a small position in our small mid-cap portfolio um, a few months ago. Uh, we, we like it. I mean, of course, they benefited a lot from the increase in shipping costs and uh, still a lot of disruption in shipping. And, you know, I think, again, they're, they're going to be a player here. Um, I, I think as far as the dividend story goes, you know, the, the way they have their dividend policy set, they're going to pay out a big part of their earnings. So as long as earnings continue to be strong, you know, those dividends should continue. Uh, but you're right, you know, they're subject to the foreign tax. And, um, you know, and, and we got to believe earnings are going to come down at some point. You know, these shipping costs aren't going to stay at those levels probably long term. So that's probably the other reason maybe expectations are a little bit lower, you know, as you look longer term. But uh, definitely hitting on all cylinders today. Yeah, that uh, you know, if if a young person put uh, b- bought that and <clears throat> reinvested the dividends over over thirty thirty five years, th- that thing it could really be something, you know it. Absolutely, yeah. Good. I, mean, yeah. I think it's a nice holding. It fits well into certain portfolios. Again, a little higher risk, um, but one that uh, you know. Again, you brought that to the table. It's one we looked at and even bought, Ken. So we uh, we well, appreciate your insight. Well, good. Thank you. Okay. Have a good week. Thank you for calling. 330-673-1234. Stock Talk here with Walt Secure of the AKW Group on WNR's Advice Line. Uh, last week, so a few companies are still reporting first quarter earnings uh, late in this earnings session. Lululemon Athletica, which is one of the holdings in your empowering women diversity portfolio, uh, kind of rang in there. So how do those results look to you? Uh, really good, Bob. Uh, you know, Lululemon, they design and distribute market athletical, uh, athletic apparel. They do a real good job competing out there against companies like Nike and Under Armour. Um, they're uh, 570 company-owned stores now, 17 countries, and they have their e- e-commerce division. Uh, the quarter was strong. Revenues were up 32%. They did $1.6 billion over $1.2 billion. Earnings were up 28%. Um, and again, the company uh, just had an investors event uh, on April 20th. Uh, they laid out, laid out a policy they call the Power of Three. It's uh, they're looking at innovation, uh, you know, different types of uh, materials uh, for their, uh, you know, the sustainable fabrics and unique fabrics that they're using for their athletic apparel, uh, their e-commerce, and also market expansion. They have a lot of overseas opportunities. Uh, as we go forward, um, here, they, they have a lot of growth ahead of them. So we really like Lululemon here and a stock that uh, as we look over the next three to five years, you know, we'd, we'd like to be an owner. Now, Salesforce, a popular technology stock that you do not own, reported last week, and uh, they're pretty attractive right now. Their stock hit a $311 share high last November, but it's now down to $184 a share. So how does Salesforce attract you now? I like Salesforce. You know, it's probably one of the the best long-term growth stories out there in the software market. Of course, they make the enterprise software for sales. Um, You know, every company 
the one one of the core needs is revenue and revenue management and customer relationship management. You know, the customers are so so important uh, to every organization now. So. Salesforce makes the software that enables people to, you know, these these organizations to communicate about customers and capture data and make sure that, you know, they're solving solutions and and, and keeping that revenue aligned very clean. So uh, Salesforce for the quarter had a pretty good quarter. I mean, as far as revenues go, they were up 24%. Uh, Still struggling a little bit on earnings. They were off 19% in earnings. A lot of that has to do with, um, you know, just, just some headwinds that they're facing like every company out there but uh as we look forward with salesforce at 184 you know definitely a, a stock to take a look at here uh, another stock crowdstrike the cybersecurity stock now again you don't own that stock but uh, they reported last week and i do know that you like that cybersecurity sector so how does that uh, crowdstrike strike you well we really do crowdstrike strike strike us struck us well last week i mean 61 percent revenue growth uh, 487 million over 302 million earnings growth at 210 percent. Um, and, and Bob, we have other companies. You know, Fortinet is one. Uh, uh, Zscaler is another in this area. We we just think that securing, um, you know, the all the all the technology that companies have, protecting data, protecting clients, protect, protecting employees. Um, all this is just going to be more and more important as we go forward. Uh, in the world, so we like these cybersecurity companies. Now, Chewy also reported earnings, and they've been struggling for about a year now. Their stock was once $120 a share. It's now down to $28.80 a share as of Friday. While it's not a current holding that you have at this point, still, Chewy is out there. You kind of like it. Would you consider this an our buying opportunity? Uh, we like Chewy. You know, they're the largest e-commerce pet care retailer in the world. They're doing $8.9 billion in revenue. Uh, they had a nice revenue quarter. They were up 14% revenue to $2.4 billion, over $2.1. Uh, you see Chewy boxes all over the place, Bob, being delivered. I, I know you say you use it. I've, I've used it. Um, you know, the pet care industry is very attractive to us. Uh, there's a lot of brand loyalty, uh, very sticky purchase behaviors that people have. You know, pet of, you know people have humanized their pets. Uh, you know, getting dog food delivered to your door is surely nice, or, or cat food, or supplies. You know, when you don't have to lug that stuff out of the car. We're all getting older. At least I am. I know. You know, carrying an 80-pound, uh, you know, thing of dog food around isn't any fun anymore. So, uh, getting that stuff to your do- you know doorstep is nice. So again, we like Chewy. We like the trends. Uh, they've they've done really well through the pandemic. Still struggling a little bit on earnings. But they'll figure it out. I mean, I, I think over the long run, we like Chewy uh, as, as a holding um, you know, in certain portfolios that can take the risk. A couple of other items from last week. Microsoft has trimmed back their outlook, lowering revenue and earnings expectations in spite of the rollout of their the new uh, new Windows 11, I think is what it is. Yeah, they, they really are saying it's currency-related. They you know, The currency conversions, when these multinational companies work around the world, Bob, sometimes when you get uh, currency fluctuations, it impacts earnings. So they did a little bit of a change on estimates and, uh, you know, kind of lowered their guidance a little bit as we're looking forward. And also auto sales in the U.S. are continuing to drop, falling 30% in May, uh, not because people don't want the cars or won't pay the price for them, but it's because of the chip shortages that puts the, the fact that there are no cars to buy. Yeah, we 
got a lot of backed up demand out there, you know, car auto dealers and, and auto manufacturers are still struggling getting the products out there and again sets up well for the used car market and um, you know, for companies to sell in the aftermarket uh, parts and tires and things of that nature because people are driving their cars longer right now. But, uh, yeah, this this chip issue is really, you know, and it may not be solved for another year, year and a half. So uh, we just see a lot of, of people willing, but, you know, not getting enough vehicles out there, Bob. The guys, remember that the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Barrett Organization worldwide, giving their access for their clients to all kinds of help with the financial pl- help with the financial planning, estate plans, uh, uh, looking at their uh, calculations on uh, tax reviews and Social Security and more. It's all part of the services they provide to their investors when they become part of the AKW family. There, so uh, tell us about what's happening there. What's happening at Baird and at the AKW Group right now? Well, we got a big uh, corporate meeting next week in Milwaukee. Um, a good part of my staff, myself, is going there to uh, get educated and to uh, do something we haven't done in a few years since the pandemic, and that's just kind of come together. That's what they named the the celebration. So we're looking forward to getting to the company and hearing what they have to say and making sure we're bringing everything we have to our to our customers that uh, can can benefit them. And you can be one of those customers or just talk to them about it by calling the AKW Group here in Akron at 234-466-7476 or in Pennsylvania at 412-480-5090. Tell them you heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron. So, Walt Secura, what about this next first full week of June? I'll be working out of the office next week, most of the week, Bob, but we'll be working hard and look forward to being with you next Sunday. Once again, the AKW Group, Walt Secura, and his team, 234-466-7476. Talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Chewy Inc., symbol CHWY. CrowdStrike Holdings Inc., symbol CRWD. Ecolab, symbol ECL. Fortinet Inc., symbol FTNT. Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. Lululemon Athletica Inc., symbol L-U-L-U. McDonald's Corporation, symbol M-C-D. Microsoft Corporation, symbol M-S-F-T. Nike Inc., symbol N-K-E. Salesforce.com Inc., symbol C-R-M. Spotify Technologies, symbol S-B-O-T. Target Corporation, symbol T-G-T. Under Armour Inc., symbol UAA, Walmart Inc., symbol WMT, and Z Scaler Inc., symbol ZS. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.